0: Coming up this week on the course of life podcast, our front nine includes a Hawaii open with a sudden death, dramatic winner, a peculiar sponsors invite in Dubai and the hair beat Rory. That's right. That and more golf headlines from our favorite game coming up. Plus everything going on in our lives and content upcoming. And this week's guest is comedian and co host of the country club adjacent team, Griff Pippin. You know him from roasting Donald Trump, playing golf with Caitlyn Jenner, and all sorts of celebrities in Hollywood. He's a hilarious guy to have on the show and tell some great stories from the CCA team. And when we always end with food, it's my diet hack and an extremely viral moment for my co host. All of it brought to you by our friends at Desert Fox Golf. Desert Fox Golf is the makers of the Phone Caddy. That was the first and the ultimate product in their line, but there are so many more that have followed from the Swing A Tumbler to the Cigar Holder to the merchandise that's available and more products coming soon, by the way. It's, we're coming up on PGA Show Week, so there could be some more leaks from the Desert Fox team. You never know what they're creating, but they make great things to help make your round of golf easier, more convenient, and more fun. They're great not only for individual golfers, but large-scale events as well. If you have a golf event, hit us up on Instagram at colpodcast. Podcast. If you're planning one, if you're part of one that needs better swag for your swag bag, Desert Fox is the answer for you. Send us a message on Instagram, and we'll take care of the rest for you. And maybe you get a cash referral just for sending Desert Fox our way. Again, DM us at COL Podcast and be sure to check out Desert Fox Golf for all their great gear.
1: Hello, interwebs, and welcome to Course of Life. We are proud to be presented by our friends at Desert Fox Golf and the Live Tag app. I'm Michael, he's Alex. And Alex, uh, let's let's tee it off here. We're uh, near in the middle of January. The PGA show is right around the corner. We'll talk about that a little later. But the uh, PGA Tour wrapped up their Hawaii swing with the Sony Open. Yes, sir. Out there, and uh, it was a playoff. I know your boy <sighs> did not get what you wanted. It 50 wasn't to 1 odds, Mike. Fifty to one. I know you were hoping it would happen, and Ben on thought he could extend the playoff, but missed a four-footer. Grayson Murray, back from rehab and uh, alcoholism, uh, returning to to form. Though I don't was he ever really in form before. Uh, wins after sinking a 30-footer on the first playoff hole uh, for a birdie. So Grayson Murray, PJ Tour winner.
0: Yeah, crazy. A, w- a roundabout schedule in life for him. He got one way early at the beginning, some small opposite field event, I think. And then kind of his life kind of took a bit of a turn in a weird spiral. People may know he's always been kind of a weird, problematic personality on social media. He's ruffled the feathers of Rory McElroy and Kevin Na in recent years, and we're finding out about his uh, internal struggles with everything that you mentioned in the past couple of years. So he's definitely reformed himself in a major way and, and seemed very Proud of the redemptive moment um, with his significant other's girlfriend by his side for that winning moment. And and he sees the day, Mike. A 31 footer, I think it was in the playoff to get it done and beat my boy Keegan Bradley, who I had at fifty to one odds and been on. Very impressive stuff from Grayson Murray. Always great to win in Hawaii too. A win in paradise just feels extra special, especially when you're when you're getting back there for the first time in a while.
1: Yeah, indeed. Just just looking back as a reminder uh, of what Murray was, uh, he was the IMG Junior World winner in 2006-07-08. He was the youngest to make the cut on a Corn Ferry Tour event at the age of 16. And at 19, he played in the U.S. Open at Marion in 2013. Crazy. So he was a very good player, you know, one that probably got a lot of Tiger comparisons back when he was just starting out. But then it fell off the rails and he's back in form. So we'll see if maybe, maybe this is the year of, uh, Grayson Murray.
0: I mean, it's a comeback story. If nothing else, we love to see that, you know, guys coming back from depths in the game of golf, helping them get back to a better place. You know, we say that golf is just therapeutic for our little everyday lives. Uh, but when you're playing it for a living and you've got some real hardcore struggle going on, um, it's amazing to see how he used golf as a way back out for him to get back into the winning circle. Pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, I, I do also want to touch on uh, our boy who last year this time we said was top 20 money and he's in the top 20 again, Taylor Montgomery, who's mm. past guest of this podcast. He was in the lead at the end of the day on Thursday at the end of the first round, uh, did not keep it together, but still finished tied 13th at 12 under par. So still a very respectable uh, four days of golf for him.
0: He did. He made some swing changes in the offseason, kind of changed the, the plane in his swing a little bit and. Apparently, he's picked up right where he left off in, in late 2022, heading into early 2023 when he was playing his best golf. Um, so definitely good to see him back on the leaderboards. I saw Dylan Wu, our boy, play the weekend as well. Uh, so we'll always keep you up to date on, our, on our, our go-to past guests here on the course of life.
1: All right, let's switch over to the uh, DP World Tour. Yes. Uh, and, and what I want to ask you, Alex, is that if you had a gajillion dollars <clears> – <throat> and you could buy your way into any golf event to play, would you yep. do it? Would you just get yourself in the field?
0: Yeah, I'm thinking of where I would, uh, while taking the tomatoes from, from the, the hecklers, <laughs> I would do it at Augusta, I'd do it at St. Andrews, I'd do it at Pebble Beach, Uh would you yeah, i do it, in, do it at a few places, but um, I'm not sure if I would do it at Dubai <laughs> this past week where we saw it on the DP World Tour. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood, like I said, the hair, beat Rory down the stretch in a dramatic finish. But the, the quizzical thing that made the rounds on social media was this guy, Ken Weyand, who essentially bought his way into the field, Mike. I did a little digging on this Ken Wayand guy. Has this anonymous guy named Ken Wayand shoot four rounds in the 80s in an invitation-only 60-man field event in Dubai? The answer, he is the GM at Grove 23, the ultra-exclusive, ultra-private, basically playground created by Michael Jordan in Florida. It's got one of the most exclusive member lists in all of golf. It's invite-only. It's an invite-only golf club, and this guy runs the show there. So, now that I've connected those dots, it makes a lot more sense how this guy magically found his way into a DP World Tour field in Dubai. So he, it's like it's like Augusta, but not. Kind of, yeah. It's okay. like uh, you know, again, it's jo- Jordan literally bo- built it himself with his team. Grove twenty three, number twenty three, Jordan. Tribute to him there, and PJ Tour players are members there. I know Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas. I think remembers there played. Ricky Fowler's played there. Very, very ultra, super exclusive stuff. So um, not shocked once I found out this guy's title that he managed to buy his way into a field like this. Uh, and sadly, I don't think this is the first or last time we're going to see a random name get into a surprisingly big field like this. The money influx in the game is coming in every direction. This is just a tiny little example of it in Europe crazy
1: um can we also just talk real quick we don't have this in our notes but i want to interject this because i meant to throw this in there the news out of the dp world tour keith Mm. pelly out he's leaving as the head of the dp world tour he's going to go back to canada to lead maple leaf sports and entertainment the rna chief also going to be gone by the end of the year this is to me this is just crazy to see two of the big guys in golf gone while the PGA tour and live try to figure out their future. Like, like, do you think this is a result of all this going down, but they're like, I don't want to deal with this shit anymore.
0: This is a jump ship moment. It feels like it. It feels like, what do these two guys know that's about to happen that we, the public don't know yet. Yeah. That, that's that's what those tell me, like both quizzical, unfamiliar, uh, su- uh, surprising exits around the same time. And yeah, Pelly, a longtime figure in the DP World Tour, kind of really helped modernize the broadcast of the game as well, yep. to really update it, as you and I know, the social game for that tour. And they have content that goes viral week in and week out. So he did a lot to modernize the tour. So I, I do wonder what those replacements are going to look like. And if this is not some sort of ominous... Uh, storyteller moment for what's coming in the future here yeah it's crazy yep.
1: well hey let's look at the lpga whose future i think is very bright yep yep they're kicking off their brand new season at the right you ready for this one this all their tournaments are mouthfuls okay oh, grand vacations tournament of champions
0: okay not terrible we're missing them by just a week in orlando i, I wish the calendar gods would align these two events one year, the PGA mm. show and this event. Uh, but alas, yeah, they're getting things going in Orlando and some past guests of the show. Be sure to check out the show archives if you haven't heard these awesome interviews. But celebrities that love to play the game are teeing it up with the LPGA pros talking about Wells Adams from Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. We just saw him at the Golden Bachelor wedding a couple weeks ago. Our buddy Robbie Amell, the actor Mike, I emailed with him uh, a few weeks ago. And uh, he's going to be in the field as well. And also nice. Kevin Millar. Red Sox legend uh, going to yes. be in the field. Red Sox over Yankees. He called it when we were down 3 nothing. He <laughs> said, hold the phone. We're going to win four in a row, and they did just that. He's my boy. You know, We had an amazing conversation last year as well, too. So be sure to look out for our celebrity f- friends in the field in Orlando. Love it. Can't
1: wait to see it. Can't wait to see the
0: entire LPGA season.
1: Uh, $118 million in prize money for the LPGA, plus they have a Solheim Cup and the Paris Olympics this year.
0: Yep, and the the event in Boston, which I'm going back for. It's yes. already like 130% confirmed. It's, it's you, two weeks before the Solheim Cup. Yeah, Would
1: you rather be at the event in Boston or the Olympics?
0: That's a great question. Olympics, just because Paris mm. is a place and France is a place I've always wanted to travel to, and I still feel yep. like it's in the cards, so we're still holding out hope for that. Um, the Boston event's going to be here to stay. Well, once the yes. LPGA gets to TPC Boston and you see the New England sports crowd turn out for an event of that scale and how many golf fans there are during that Labor Day week, that event's going to be around to stay. So, uh, uh, Olympics by nose, but excited for what's to come with the LPGA season, getting it going in Orlando this week.
1: And of course, that kicks off everything happening in Orlando over the next week because following the LPGA is the PGA merchandise show in Orlando. Uh, this will be your what fourth PGA show, Alex? That you're attending?
0: I think so, third or fourth. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I love coming back here. This is—I basically refer to this as the Super Bowl of golf business uh, mm. because everyone. And their family member is going to be here promoting their golf brand, their destination. It's a great place for us to network, but also get some really awesome content as well, too. I know you're kind of wondering in the recent weeks, you're like, is is Alex going to put this schedule together? You know, I I like to have a schedule of of how I Mm -hmm. dissect these events. Don't you worry. I got a lot of stuff planned. We got interview blocks. We got blocks where we're moving around, hitting all the booths. We're going to be meeting, shaking hands, kissing babies. It's going to be a beautiful thing. There are going to be babies there? There will not be. Now, unless there's some sort of toddler (laughs) golf brand that might be showcasing themselves, I don't want to be uninclusive. uh, So there may be. Um, We'll be checking out a lot of women's brands as well, too, because that's very big in the golf industry right now. And don't worry, Mike, there'll be some simulator action. There's going to be a lot of simulator action. Just for a preview of what our content is uh, to come from the PGA show. But again, PGA Merchandise Show, if you're listening right now and you're headed to the show. Be sure to send us a message on Instagram or Twitter, COL Podcast, Course of Life 1, uh, and let us know you're there, and we'd love to, uh, to meet you. All
1: right, Alex, let's uh, let's chat a little bit about your backyard. Last week, you told us that you're going to be making a uh, mini golf hole in your backyard. How is it looking? Do we have a green... Do we have a, do we have a diagram yet, a, a setup for what you're doing? Are we going to have a loop-de-loop? Are we going to have a giant clown head that you're going to... Put into? I mean, what are, what are we talking about?
0: Yeah, it's basically going to be kind of a, 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 lower case, uh, a uppercase L-shaped hole with a, with a right turn to start and then a straightaway. Uh, there's going to be two cups, so I'm going to allow for kind of different play from different angles so you can kind of make it into like a mini course within, in and of itself. The problem is that we are completely frozen over in Austin, Texas right now as I speak. H- high temperature, 20 degrees today. How about, how about mm. them apples?
1: It's it's a rough uh, rough Monday across most of the country, I think. so. It
0: is. This front, it's a doozy. It hit even us down here in Paradise. Uh, so everything frozen over until further notice. So all construction put on delay. I'm not quite saying the course is closed because I am the idiot that went out and hit some chip shots today in icy 20-degree weather, just to say I did. So it's not completely closed here. Uh, mini golf. Is definitely on layaway for at least another week or two. Though,
1: I, I will say I do hope that your course does not have greens like the mini golf course at the Sawgrass Marriott, Louis stayed at when we were at TPC Sawgrass, because those greens were atrocious.
0: <laughs> yeah, those were like putting on pool tables that had the shape of a humpback whale, basically. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that, that, that's the best way I could describe that. And it was utter chaos. So I'm going to try and keep a flatter, softer service. Um, so best of luck to me. I'll keep you updated on the mini golf uh, construction as it paves along in 2024. But the backyard update is we're, we're frozen over a mini winter in Texas.
1: Over on our YouTube channels, uh, you can see Alex hitting wedges Directly at his childhood home in the suburbs of Boston.
0: Not a lie. That's not a lie. There's no I'm not, lie. To yeah, spot
1: there. no, none whatsoever. It's it's literally what he's doing: hitting golf balls at his home. Um, that's how you You're gonna tease have it to right see there. how many holes he put in the windows.
0: <laughs> yes, that's right. Good, great tease there. I love that. <laughs> how much destruction did I cause to my childhood home? <laughs>
1: how good is your parents' insurance? Is that's the question. Right. <laughs> Uh, And then this week, uh, we got a recap of your round at a super exclusive private course uh in florida right let uh let, let let michael jordan has right you you went you went there right yeah
0: i played grove 23 <laughs> that, that that's the, that was the build-up there from earlier where you, you the secrets out not quite no but and you did um, it,
1: you did it with tiger
0: too right you i did yeah very yeah. close <laughs> um, my buddy john yeah i would compare him to tiger woods that's fair <laughs> I, I appreciate the comparison but no my buddy john a subscriber found our videos online, Mm. hit us up on the socials, and lo and behold, he made some things happen for us and got us out to a super exclusive private course. I'm not going to mention it. You're going to have to check out the video coming later this week, but I'd never played the course before in 13 years. It's hard to get on, and I had Quite the experience out there. So thanks to John uh, and Go Golf, which is his company as well. Too, he's doing some really cool simulator stuff in Massachusetts, uh, and that's going to be a fun round to share. So check out our YouTube for that video coming up later this week, and all of our past videos as well. All
1: right, this weekend the PGA Tour is back stateside for the American Express. Justin Thomas is making his 2024 debut. Okay. Scotty Scheffler also in the field. Daniel Berger making his return. Wow. Okay. Shane Lowry, Patrick Cantley, Xander Schauffele, Tony, Ricky, Tom Kim, Jason Day, Min Lee, Zalatoris, Wyndham Clark. We got a bunch of guys out here. Um, so what do what do we think? What are we thinking right now? Is this is this worth tuning into?
0: Yeah, it is. And also on the Wyndham Clark thing, could be the last time we ever see him on a PGA tour course i'm hearing some liver rumors from him coming soon so we don't know when that's going to drop but something to watch there for maybe next week's episode yeah that's a pretty solid field out there in the desert so guys ready willing and able to tee it up and you and i did a little quick look at what's ahead we're basically we're kind of hitting what i would call like the iconic course series yeah, in the PGA mm-hmm. Tour calendar. There, there's always one time in the year I'm like, oh yeah, we're, we're hitting all the good ones coming up. Uh, what do we got? We got Tory. we got Pebble, we got yep. Riv, we got, yep. we got TPC Scottsdale. I mean, what's yep. not to love coming up this month?
1: Just crazy. I mean, this is, this is the time to start paying attention. Football season is winding down. We know everyone in the Dallas area is done with football, so oh, they're going to start geez. watching golf. Now's the time. The events are getting good. Pay attention. It's golf season now.
0: I I was wondering if you were going to get another Cowboys burn before we talk football. Nice job.
1: So many. So I could just keep going, but we'll wait for later. Uh, Let's do a little tuned in action. I want to share something that I watched this weekend um, uh, that uh, uh, has been out for a while, but it's the movie Weird, the Al Yankovic story.
0: Oh, Weird Al Yankovic. Who could forget? Amish Paradise.
1: A Classic. 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 And this is with Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al Yankovic.
0: Oh, Harry Potter. Nice. This
1: is a uh, a a rock biopic in the vein of every single one of Weird Al songs.
0: Interesting. How do you so, think Radcliffe held up? How would he do? I think Radcliffe is a terrific actor
1: who needs to be in more stuff. Good for He's him. He's just fantastic. He does everything he can possibly do ever since leaving Harry Potter to not be Harry Potter. And also, he's he's ripped. You need to watch it just to see how ripped Daniel Radcliffe is.
0: Well, wow, I'm not really remembering Weird Al Yankovic as being ripped, but was Weird Al Yankovic <laughs> like a gym rat or something? That, that, I, I do not know, know that.
1: Well, well, you got to keep in mind. Let uh, this is not exactly truthful. <laughs> Just like how Weird Al likes to take songs and change the lyrics. Mm, okay. He's taking his life and changing the story.
0: Okay. Nice tease there. All right. Daniel Radcliffe, Weird, The Al victory This is something I probably should have watched. I'm a fan of anything 90s and 2000s pop culture, uh, so I'll
1: add this to my list. For it's sure. great. It's hilarious and mildly irreverent and uh, just so out there and and weird, for lack of a better term. Um, it's, it's very funny. It's very Love fun. that! All right, that's under this two week. hours. That's my new thing. Oh, is it under
0: two hours? Yes. Then it's then it's great. It's a winner. <laughs> Talk to me. That's the clincher right there for everyone listening. Yeah. There you go. All
1: right, let's uh, get to the turn and this week's guest. This is a comedian who's part of the Country Club Adjacent crew. And, and just for a moment, Alex, didn't, didn't we have one of the Country Club Adjacent guys on this podcast before Country Club Adjacent was
0: a thing? Great call. Yeah. Right as they were getting going, we had Jake Adams on. You'll yeah. remember during the COVID year, uh, this next guest's co-host, Jake, hit a golf ball in 50 states in 50 days. Yep. So that was an impressive feat that we had to diatribe, and we had Jake on, and now we got one of his co-hosts on as well. That's right. Griff Pippen from Country
1: Club Adjacent is on. He's done something that millions of Americans
0: would like to do. He's roasted Donald Trump. Uh, There's not a lot of people that can say that they have looked Donald Trump in the eye, laid an insult on him, and and not gotten escorted out of the building or clean clocked by some fan or something like that. He is in a very rare position when he's at these events – where he's able to use his roast master skills for the best, for the content, for the comedy. And everyone, yeah, that's right, including Donald Trump, has a good time with it. Uh, so here's a very fascinating conversation with Griff Pippen coming your way. Before we get to that conversation with Griff, let's talk to you about the Live Take app. This is where
1: sports debates are solved once and for all. You log on into the app and you uh, get to uh, look at people's opinions and decide whether they're right or wrong. Yep. You get to listen to people tell you why they think what they think and then decide who is right and wrong. And more often than not, everyone agrees with Alex, who's at mm. COL Podcast Alex, that he's right. And not with me, I'm at COL Podcast Michael. Most people say that I'm wrong. And you know what? I'm not okay with that. I'm going to start choosing positions and arguing my way to victory and a winning percentage on the live take app. Because as someone who's creating content there, Alex, I need to be loved. And right now I am hated and I don't like that mentality.
0: Yeah, it kind of brings in the subconscious need to be loved on this Live Take app. You know, it's like, oh man, I'm just, I'm throwing these opinions out into the ether and the internet's listening and they're disagreeing with me. How could that be possible? It just, it kind of, it gets under your skin and it's got that addictive nature, like watching First Take or or Get Up or your favorite pundits. Uh, You can check us out at COL Podcast Alex and at COL Podcast Michael on the Live Take app where we're debating things weekly. I I got the slight edge on the bigger legacy debate between Bill Belichick and Nick Saban, but that's just a, a smaller. Example of what we like to debate on the app. That's right. So check it out in your App Store live take, download it today, and let your
1: take be heard.
0: Next up on the tee, he's a touring stand-up comedian who is the roast master. I'm giving him that title of the Country Club Adjacent Podcast and Content Team. It's Griff Pippen hopping on the course of life. Griff, how you doing today?
2: I am not bad. I feel like I should be, but I'm not.
0: Good. Good to hear. Always great to hear. Great watching the videos, the podcast, and everything you guys are doing with CCA. I've had your co-host Jake on a couple of years ago. We last connected, I think it was late in 2021 in Los Angeles. And I had to do a little bit of explaining back then as to what you guys were all about, but that's changed now. You guys have completely blown up and you guys are all over golf social media. Just talk a little bit about what the, what the growth's been like for Country Club Adjacent in the last couple of years.
2: Um, we are very grateful for what's happened and it it's just like, you don't, you don't expect anything, you know, you don't, you don't know anything that's going to happen. Cause we were all four stand-up comedians, um, you know, grinding for years, like decades and, you know, just trying to make ends meet for the longest time. And then, um, you know, COVID happened and then we started that page and people started gravitating towards what we do, kind of plugging comedy into the golf world because there was so little of it. And it's just people have liked it. You know, people come up all the time like, I like this video or I like that or like that crazy thing you guys did. So the golf world is very traditional, conservative, and frankly, like hasn't changed in a long time. And so we kind of came in with something different. And uh, you know, and it's it's not for everyone, but it's been exciting for all the people that who who have supported it and love what we're doing,
0: definitely. Yes. Yeah. So I'm curious uh, for you as a stand-up comedian, you've been in the game, you know, up on stage for a while. Has the country club adjacent content molded your stand-up act? Has it moved into that? Or are you keeping those as two separate entities for yourself right now?
2: No, they're very different. They're very different forms of comedy. Standup is, you know, analyzing the human condition in life and going to a group full of strangers which all have different backgrounds and senses of humor and making them laugh which frankly is a lot harder to do um so no um i wouldn't say it has influenced it but if
0: anything like my stand-up can influence what we do in country club adjacent okay Interesting. Yeah, I know you do um, a lot of different content. Uh, you do great voices and impressions that I see on both sides. Uh, I'm curious, did any, any any more ticket sales? Do you get any country club adjacent shout outs at stand-up shows? Or are they kind of two separate audiences for you?
2: Um, you know, it's just, it's a, prog- it's, it's a process of really getting our audience to, you know, get excited about that that area of what we do they are definitely two two separate audiences but like mark for instance you know a lot of people know he tours with burt kreischer and more and more people are starting you know from our podcast going on you know i like cca so i want to go see one of these guys live so we're starting to see it a little bit it's just uh we're just kind of informing
0: people like again like hey this is a thing we do very cool. I, I love all the content that you guys do. And we'll run through some of the highlights uh, of the past year or so. But specifically, you guys do a lot of different matches, 18 whole rounds, where not only you bring the group out, but you bring some celebrities and different personalities from the game. I'm curious, just recently you've had a lot of cool uh, run-ins on the golf course. Who, who's been your favorite or maybe the surprising, you know, best stick? That's a that's a celebrity you met in the recent years.
2: I mean, uh, John Daly was great. He's a, I guess he's a golfer, not so much a celebrity. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner was great. Uh, you couldn't say anything to get under her skin. <laughs> um, and there's going to be at least one listener that's angry that I said her. Um, so uh, Caitlyn was fantastic. I'm trying to think of um, a celebrity that we did. I mean, Trump is just wild. Like we were, we did it the first time. We're like, how did that happen? How did we just do that? Because you got to understand, like, nobody's had access to just roast that guy to his face. Yeah. Like, Like, since he's run for president, nobody. And there's plenty of people that would, but um, there's like secret service guys with AR-15s coming up to you, interviewing you, interrogating you. And then, you know, like his staff being like, are you guys media? I'm like, no, we are here to roast him, but we're not media. We're idiots and we roast everyone on these t boxes. So um, it's a bizarre thing. And then he was like, what are you guys doing? And then his son, Eric was like, no dad, you got to do it. This guy, it was just bizarre. Cause you, you forgot about politics and celebrity for a second. And you just saw some kid just wanted you to bust his dad's balls. That's all it was in that moment. Like some guy just wanted you to roast his old man. Cause he wanted to see it. He, like it was just, it was a very normal interaction in that, that way. And then we did it three times and it's just like, Wow. And what's crazy is, you know, he's a very divisive figure, as you know. Yep. You can speak
0: clearly. It's okay.
2: You know, but what I'm saying is, and I'm not pro or anti in this uh, when I'm talking about this context, but I'm saying in this case, when we post that content, we expect a lot of backlash because it it was pro-Trump. So we expect a bunch of people to be like, you guys suck. Like you clearly you're Biden guys uh, because you're roasting them. And it's like, no, we're not taking a side here. We roast to everyone and we're roasting this guy. And we, we carefully didn't get too political. And it was clearly like, we're just doing it. It's just another person we're roasting. And surprisingly, like it didn't piss people off. Like we thought it would, um, you know? So it was like, a really interesting experiment to be able to, to some capacity work with him and to roast him. So you would think it would make the right angry to roast him. And then you'd think it would make the left angry that we associated with him. But in reality, like people were just like, it was, it was fun to watch on, you know, if you were left or right. So it's like weirdly kind of unified people politically.
0: Yeah, you, know, you sort of, of, of kind of threaded the needle, the needle right there between party lines. It's an amazing thing you guys have done. And and for those who haven't seen it, the back offs are basically you and the crew, You your four stand-up comedians doing a great job of roasting anybody who steps up to the tea. You make fun of everything about them, but you guys work in some very creative jokes with your comedic background. And you mentioned so roasting Trump, uh, the sur- Secret Service. What, what are they asking you uh, before Donald Trump approaches the tea, and you're about to roast him with with the jokes you've got ready?
2: They're like three holes ahead of them. They've got Air 15s and, um, you know, like padded jackets, vests, and they're like, sorry, sir, you can't be here. And we have to tell Secret Service, no, you're wrong. And second, we don't have any credentials to be here. Uh, We just have somebody from Liv who we can't even get a hold of that said we are allowed to be here. So we don't have any, like, name tags or credentials or, Love like, that. anyone being like, yeah, no, they're allowed to be here. So we're trying to fight for that. And these these guys are like, what? No, you guys are full of shit. Who are you? And, and frankly, like, their job is to make sure we're not here to assassinate this guy because there's people that want to do that. So their job is to be like, and like, no, we're just, we have to explain to them, we're just idiots. And we're just going to roast them. We're not media. We're idiots. We don't have credentials to be here. <laughs> All we're going to do is roast them. So it's like the wild west. Like nobody knows who we are. We, 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 are not, we're not really credentialed to be there. Everyone's con- just as confused as we are. We're like, there's no way this is going to happen. And then it happens. And we're like, it's insane. So we have these moments where we're just like, how did that happen? We share it, you know, we share it to the world and the world's like, this is an insane thing. What just happened? So it's really cool to be able to do that for work. Um, you know, and us being stand up comedians, you know, we we all roast. We all know how to roast. And that's that's an art form in itself. Um, you know, because people will repeat the jokes that we said to Trump all the time.
0: Indeed. Yeah. So you've done a China. I'll let everyone watch themselves. You've done a China joke. Uh, you've done a hidden docks joke. You compared his wardrobe to a TJ Maxx outfit. Do you have something ready for the next time you see the Donald?
2: Yeah, I do. I probably have another three, four rounds worth. OK. Cool. Um, and and um, but I don't know if it's I don't know if we'll see him again. Uh, you know, we we're crazy. We got to do it three times. Yeah, um, sure. You know, last time we saw him, you know, he's been indicted. It's It was raining that day. He was not in the best mood. So the T-box was just awkward. It was like there was no joy in the air. It was like, like, wow, we, like, nobody wants us here. Um, You know, his son came up to us. He's like, oh, the jerk-offs are back. You know, it was just like, it was weird. Affectionate nickname from Eric. The energy was not there for comedy. We told our jokes, nobody laughed. It was silent. You could tell. You could tell Donnie did not want us to be there. (laughs) It was just like, what the hell is going on? Sometimes, like you know, you rely off laughter and energy and comedy, and when none of that's there, sometimes you just got to show up and do your job and um, do your best. So that was uh, it's it's a weird thing. So now that we've done him. There's nobody that's gonna shock us on a T-Box. And there will be some interesting people to come in the future. You know, like Jamie Foxx was really cool. Um, he was really funny, man. Like he's he is legendary and he's so quick and funny that we were just like, yep, we look like we look like idiots next to this guy. So, but you know, we wanna learn, we wanna we wanna grow and be great comedians too. So It was fun being next to a guy like Jamie Foxx and going like, we've got a long ways to go.
0: That was very cool. A lot more backups and a lot for you to check out there who's listening. And you mentioned her earlier. That's right. Her. I said it. Big controversy. Caitlyn Jenner, also pretty quick on her feet as well, too. You guys have had some great exchanges played together. You seem to be having a nice blossoming relationship uh, with the the former uh, uh, governor candidate. What's the most surprising thing you've learned from being around Caitlyn Jenner?
2: Well, first off, Kaylin has a great sense of humor. Um, you can't get under her skin. And, um, and you know, she's a Republican trans woman, which <laughs> is uh, a, an interesting existence, to be honest. Um, so, uh, you, like, Kaylin is just... Here's what what I would say to answer your question, is if all the people out there that are that hate Caitlyn Jenner or hate Caitlyn for being trans, whatever, I would say, go play around a golf with her. And you won't, you wouldn't hate her. Um, you would actually be like, you know what? She's pretty awesome. And I'm going to stop saying he, and not because you're forced to say that or because leave in culture or whatever. It's not even about that. It's just like, Hey, that's what I like. This person and and that's what she wants to be called. I'll call her that. I'm not doing it because I'm forced to or anyone makes me. I'm doing it because I like Caitlin. And and that's what Caitlin wants to be called. Fine. That's cool. So, um, yeah. And that's, you know, like anyone that like gets online and doesn't understand the back challenge, which some people don't, um, they will watch and think these guys are douchebags or something, you know, like you guys are promoting bullying. And I'm like, once they meet us, they're like, oh, it's you guys are just having a good time. I'm like, yeah. So people on the internet, like don't know people and we'll just lash out and say stuff. And I'm like, all I say is like,
0: get to know someone. And you, you know, most of the time you're probably wrong about that person. Mm, And well said indeed. And and this is all through the context of uh, a lot of live golf events that you've got to attend. It feels like you guys are at every single one around the corner. Whenever I see the content popping on the YouTube page and the socials as well. Um, tell me a little bit about what that relationship has been like. Obviously there's a lot of controversy with live in the PGA tour and, and just kind of politics aside, what's it been like to grow that relationship with a brand new league that's just kind of jumped onto the scenes.
2: Yeah, it's been, um, it's been really cool because it's, it's like, we came in, And trying to bring this new area of entertainment to the golf world, which has had almost none, to be honest with you. And then you have this league that comes in and shakes things up. This league that realizes we're not okay with the status quo in golf either. So, you know, it was like we're both on this journey to change golf and try to grow. And people get mad at this, but they're like, grow the game, my ass. Um, and it's like a lot of people have gotten into golf because of what we do and think it you know the culture of golf is fun. And I think long term live will grow the game. Um, it may not look like that to some people right now, but I think mm-hmm. it will to kind of grow the game and change things because stuff was stuff has been stale, and it's it's been exciting to be pretty much the only content creators part of this historic new league that's changed golf and uh that is here to stay. Um, so it's been really exciting to get in with them and get in with them early to take a risk on th- this league because, you know, it's very rare in sports. Most sports are a monopoly. It's very rare that it gets shaken up. You know, it happened in cricket. Um, but that's the only example I have. But in other sports they've tried it, with basketball and football, it's all failed. Yeah. To challenge the monopoly in a sport and to succeed is unbelievable. And we've been a part of that. uh, The the reason they succeeded. I think we've had 400 million views on um, our live videos alone. So um,
0: it's been exciting to be part of the reason golf is changing. Very cool. Let's get to a few live golf highlights and and kind of part of the experiences you've had in the past year. First off, I want to notice that you've developed a lovely friendship with what I call kind of the Latin heartthrobs click out there. We we got Joaquin Neiman, we got Uh Sebastian Munoz, we got Mito Pereira. There's a couple other guys out there. Um, But just describe to me what that click is like. It seems like they're having just a little bit more fun than the rest of the league out there. Am Am I wrong?
2: No, you're exactly right. Um, They are probably my favorite guys. Um, You know, uh, Joaquin's awesome. Um, You know, we built a little bit of a relationship with Joaquin. And then I know he, this is before Mito went to live. um, uh, Joaquin and Mito were to have a big match for charity down in Santiago. And we're like, we want to go. He's like, come. You know, he's like, come on down. And we bought plane tickets. And we showed up in Santiago and then we showed up the day of the match. And he was like, I he couldn't believe it. He's <laughs> like, awesome. no way. You guys actually flew all the way down here and showed up. I cannot believe it. He was blown away. So it was really cool to get to go um, and walk inside the ropes with those guys. And, I, you know, I'm holding up an umbrella with Mido mid-match, just interviewing him. He's cracking up. So it's really cool to see. And those guys are rock stars down there, man. The little kids were crying when they got autographs. It was super cool to see. Um, Joaquin's got a great sense of humor. We went out and played a match for YouTube next day and he beat our ass. Um, And then, uh, you know, Mito's a great guy. Sebastian, all those guys are it's funny because with a lot of the guys, including PJ Tour, um, which I'm not anti, just anti pj Tour manager, but um, a lot of those guys, like, you know, even Joel Damon, Max Homa, they're fun guys, but there is a fierceness, like a killer instinct that they turn on immediately when they need to. So... Like those guys are goofballs, even in tournaments. Like we'll see Joaquin and he'll be cracking up. And but when he needs to, he turns into a dude that looks like he just
0: ate half a bottle of Adderall. I like that. Love the intensity indeed. Um, another intense guy I gotta mention as well too, uh Bryson DeChambeau. What what are you DMing with Bryson about these days? How's he doing? Uh, texting with him now whoa whoa hey hey don't move too fast now yeah i know i know but i'm gonna be texting him um about his new
2: home gym because i'm like hey i want to come pump up in there um you gotta let me you gotta let the homie come in there and try the weights out um yeah just like i love him because he's a weird nerd that is challenging the game of golf and i mean weird in a good way nerd in a good way he is unorthodox. He, he questions golf like a scientist, you know, he has a physics background and he doesn't just accept there's one way to do things. He, he is always experimenting and doing something that nobody's ever thought of and succeeding at it. You know, he shot a 58 in the rain at Greenbrier with a long drive driver and three wood. Like I've been to these long drive events and there's this little brand called crank golf that sells in a tent. And I'm telling you, the only people that buy them are like 10 people a year. And these are, you know, these are for long drivers and long drivers only. And they're only sold at these events and only, you know, I feel like less than a hundred people on the planet know they are. And they're meant just for long drive. And he decides to take one of those and put it into a, a, a professional golf tournament. It's not designed for that, and figures out to utilize it to his advantage and shoots it. It was fifty-eight in the rain, it with a bogey. Come I'll on, yeah. And then at the U.S. Open, um, Wingfoot he won. He didn't even have his A game. Think about winning the U.S. Open, the hardest tournament golf, without your A game. So he just combined brains and brawn, and he got so strong and fast that he was like, I don't care if I miss the fairway, I'll be a wedge in. So he literally overpowered that golf course. So he just has an approach to the game that nobody else sees and creates these solutions that, you know, like seems like a mad scientist and it's exciting. I think he's the most exciting guy in golf for a lot of reasons.
0: Yeah, weird nerd. Well put in the most complimentary way too. the guy is definitely making people think differently about how the game is to be played. And it's been cool to see that relationship as well. And one more live highlight I got to talk about was probably I think it's ranked as your top content moment of 2023. Just tell me a little bit about the experience in Australia. You got the full Burt Kreischer show with his shirt off and then the hole in one video by Chase Kepka that's gone just super viral everywhere. What's your favorite memory from kind of that whole experience? in australia encapsulated in that video
2: that was cool because mark again one of our four guys uh tours with burt and is opening for burt and so burt just happened to be there doing a show in adelaide like on the day of the tournament um that day i think it was saturday i don't remember um but you know um they set up the watering holes, they call it which is you know like a mini waste management and you know within one year of this Tour starting, which I don't think anyone realizes how hard that is to compete against the Monopoly, to start a tour out of thin air, like how hard that is to do. It's it's nearly impossible. And to do that in one year and build up this, this whole you know 5,000 diehard fans that are having the time of their life, a memory they'll never forget. And then Chase Kepka stands up and gets a whole month. And one of us called it before he hit it too. So it was even crazier. And then Bert's right next to us. He's hanging out with us all day before their show. Just takes his shirt off and I swing it around. You're like, what is happening? <laughs> you know, we're looking at each other. It's like, this is a golf tournament. This is a golf term. I've been, you know, at waste management yep. on the 16th hole, which is amazing. But that was more special in a way. Like, I don't know. It was like, uh, you know, you're, you're just right next to the tee box. We're all part of this historic moment. This, that turnout in Adelaide is going to, you know, help give this tour to future. Like the waste management is going to be filled out every year and it's going to be hammered people partying and it's cool, but it's not like a part of golf history. So, you know, and and they haven't had professional golf down there in a long time. So yeah, it was like, definitely. The fans really appreciated that tournament a lot. So then we went to Burt's show that night, um, and Burt made Chase Kepka drink a beer out of a shoe. Um, the famous shoey in Australia, of course. Yeah, and we're sitting there watching a comedy show next to, next to DJ and Paulina. And I think Patrick Reed on one side and Jason Kokrak on another side. So,
0: you know, you're just like, it doesn't seem like reality. It doesn't. You guys are doing some fake life stuff indeed with the content, but it's all real. It's on YouTube and socials. Again, Country Club adjacent. Um, Griff Pippen here hopping on. He's one man on the team. Let's get into some quick this or that questions around uh, the CCA content that I love. Uh, you had a very funny incident in which you were out on a golf course with no shirt. You got reprimanded and reported for it. That's a video that people need to watch. But the this or that's real simple is would you rather go back out and play an entire round with no shirt? Or no pants? Would this be filmed? Yes, for content.
2: Um, absolutely no pants and a g-string and be filmed and at Pinehurst.
0: Yeah, you were already letting your leg show with Caitlyn Jenner, so I guess it's not that far of a step forward, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, next one is uh, this is an age-old question, and you you're probably one of the definitive sources to answer it. Um, golfing better high or drunk? What works better for the game?
2: Everyone's a little different. You know, I think the answer comes down to, are you a person that prefers weed or a person prefers alcohol? Cause some people like, uh, you know, being calmed down. They like a relaxing type of thing.
0: Some mm-hmm. people
2: like offers, right. Um, you know, the, the dr- drunk is better. Um, I would say, Um Again, if you get too high or too drunk, you you, you can't play golf. <laughs> but a couple drinks get that buzz going. Versus a high, I think I would be uh, uh, I would be better because I can't. I don't think I would really be coordinated smoking weed. But there are people that that can't that play better. Like Blake okay. plays better on weed or
0: acid. Mm, got it. Okay, interesting. And then a uh, final one: the bigger bomber off the tee. Bryson, who you mentioned, or your 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 favorite friend, Japanese world long driver Tiger, who hits bigger bombs off the tee.
2: You know, when Bryson was training, he got second in world long drive, and Tiger never made it that far. Mm. So, um I would say Bryson's got the edge there. Although I love my boy Tiger and plan to go to Japan. And make some content with him someday, but
0: I'm gonna oh, have to give Bryson. Crazy. Man, I mean, he hit, you know, he hit some balls in the 420s. Yeah, insane what he's doing. Like I mentioned, for people who don't know, Bryson is also just out here, just competing in long drive events, just just for kicks, and just and just living the dream with everyone else there too. The so.
2: Second place in the world long drive championship.
0: Second. Yeah, that's just that's insane. Really cool to see what he's doing for the game. All right, let's always end with food. We always end with some random food questions. And one bit from your comedy that I need you to kind of explain is you do have a background delivering other people's food as well, too. And and you've admitted that you also have eaten out of food that you have delivered. Explain the stipulation behind that,
2: though. Okay, so it was Grubhub. um, And uh, you could see if people tips before you deliver it it shows it in your delivery it'll say zero dollars and if you don't tip people in the service industry where you're supposed to tip you're a scumbag okay there's no ifs and and buts about that there's no excuse okay and w- when i'm going and picking up your food bring it to your house using my car and putting gas on that's more work than a waiter at a restaurant So I'm working that much harder and you're still not going to tip me one dollar, not one penny. That is a scumbag thing to do and it's unacceptable. So I will help myself to some of your fries and a little bit of your food. Um, Do I condone that behavior now? No. Um, But did I feel bad about it then? No, uh, not at all. It was, it was Robin hood type stuff. So, you know, um, I, that's what I was like. You're a scumbag. So I don't feel bad eating your fries or maybe one of your nuggets, whatnot. It's like, yeah. And, and, it, and it makes you realize that out in the world, if you're rude to people, you're rude to your waiter, you're rude to your delivery driver, they're out there eating your food. So, you know, be kind to people because they're out there eating your food. If
0: oh, yeah. And not- anyone who's worked in any restaurant or in any, any back kitchen for any period of time, Knows that how true that statement is right there. Very, very well (laughs)
2: translated. Like the food will be late, and it's the restaurant, and then the person will text you like, "Where's my food?" As it has nothing to do with me, talking down to me. You know, and people do it to waiters all the time. Like, "Where's our food?" And it's not the waiter. The waiters just just doing their job, and it's like you know, treat people in the service industry with respect because you don't know the dynamics of the situation.
0: And, and if, and if you don't like, they might be eating your food. Indeed. All right. Well, Griff, we'll get to what what you're eating today for yourself and your leisure. You've affectionately referred to yourself as the trough. So I'm curious what, what's going down the trough? What's like the best dish or restaurant or something that you've been out to recently?
2: I mean, I love all kinds of food, but, um, (laughs) recently, um, I would say Pakistani, um, man, if you haven't had it, it is unbelievable. Um, I, that's just something that's really grown on me lately. So I, I love all food. I love food. We have a food page called trough gods, um, Alex, um, Acosta and I, and we just try different crazy foods. So, um, I just love food, but I'm also like watching myself this year. So I'm already down 15 pounds since I started kind of working on it. So, um, as much as I like food and will eat bad food, I I will watch it. Not trying to be out here promoting, you know, like debauchery and obesity.
0: <laughs> Everything in moderation. I appreciate that. And then we always end with our 19th hole questions. This one's real simple. You get into your favorite clubhouse after the round. It's the 19th hole. You're with the boys. What's your go-to order, your favorite meal and drink to have after a round? Mm-hmm. It it would depend on where it is, but you know, if you're in the UK, you get fish and chips.
2: Um, I would say probably it would have to be Pine Valley if like, you know, one day that happens and it would be like a soup and a steak, um, you know, whatever, whatever's good in that area. Um, and, uh, probably just like, uh,
0: probably a nice, nice IPA. Nice. Like it very hearty there. Soup, steak and an IPA. Appreciate that answer. Griff. Yeah. And uh, thanks again for hopping on The Course of Life. Again, it's Country Club Adjacent. Check them out on YouTube and socials. Love listening to the podcast and excited for what comes next in 2024. Thanks for hopping on.
2: Thank you, Alex, and have a good one.
1: Course of Life podcast is brought to you by Zencaster. We've been using Zencaster here since almost the very beginning, as how Alex and I record this podcast from hundreds of miles away. And it provides us with great quality audio that works every time. And it's something that makes Course of Life what it is and has kept us being able to make consistent episodes every week. And now it's super easy. To record a podcast with Zencaster, you log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. You record studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. You feel a sense of zen, knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. And if you ever wondered what you actually sound like, Zencaster's post-production process makes you sound buttery smooth. It automatically removes those ums and ahs in your recording. It removes those awkward pauses in conversation too. Set the right podcast loudness and levels while reducing background noise with the click of a button. Head on over to Zencastr.com pricing and use our promo code Life to get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same easy experiences we do for all of your podcasting and content needs. Again, that's Zencaster.com slash pricing and our promo code course of life. Zencastr, it's time to share your story. And we're back. Great chat there with Griff. Love to hear that, you know, they don't take anything too seriously. They're out there just having a good time. And, uh, you know, that's, that's just, we, we shouldn't take anything too seriously these days.
0: No, I mean, for Christ's sakes, like they talk about all the different ways that you can grow the game. And there's a, a myriad of ways you can do that to bring in different audiences. And I, and I just love their comedic perspective on everything. You've seen the off videos and the roasting. It, it's cool to see them put their stand up comic skills uh, to the test on the golf course. Uh, so again, check out Country Club with Jason if you haven't already and be sure to follow Griff. Uh, those guys are all over. it. And maybe when I make my live tour debut sometime in 2024 if i get to this houston event uh maybe i'll see them there because uh, i know they love being at those events too so again check out country club adjacent and, and griff for more as well all
1: right let's talk football we did not talk college football last week uh because the game was going on pretty much as we we're recording but yep. michigan reigns supreme and harbaugh is probably going to the nfl for a fat paycheck
0: isn't that amazing? How Jim Harbaugh has just foreseeably been on the hot seat for like a decade, and all we did is just complain, complain, complain about how he never got over the hump and won the big one. The moment he wins the big one and wins the national championship, it's all right. Where is he going now? Like, like it's uh, there's 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 no possible way he's going to stick around at Michigan. He's already hired an NFL agent. He's interviewing for NFL jobs as we speak. Mm, I don't know, maybe the Chargers with with Herbert or something like that, but I, I know he's got that, that script that itch he wants to scratch getting back to the NFL where he once was. So he, he never really quite got over the hump at the NFL level. Uh so I won't be surprised to see him signing on the big, big dotted line real soon.
1: I mean the Harbaughs are just winning coaches, all of them dad, the brothers, all of them have won an, a championship of some kind.
0: I know, it was impressive. And it, it was Michigan, just old school football. It wasn't the the daintiest modern NFL type of passing attack that puts up a million points like some other teams of championship past. It was hard-nosed football, led with the run. So shout out to Harbaugh and Michigan for for doing it the old school way.
1: And also, let's just real quick, we talked about it on Live Take, and you can go there and see what we think of of uh of the changes in the football landscape but but what do we think about what it means for Saban to no longer be a college football coach
0: yeah this how about these guys well let's get to these guys that we that we talked about last week (laughs) just dropping like flies all at the same time In, in a matter of 24 hours last week we had Pete Carroll stepping down Seattle Patriots removing Belichick and mutually agreeing to parting ways, a.k.a. they fired him. We just don't want to say it like that. And Nick Saban retiring. Uh, Mike, so are are they all three of them going to join together and form a super team and a super coaching staff, like I mentioned in text last week? I mean, I think,
1: that, uh, I think that Jerry Jones is going to take a good hard look at his Dallas Cowboys after he this is. last weekend, fire everybody, hire these three guys. Tom Brady's going to come out of retirement, and the Cowboys are finally going to win another Super Bowl.
0: Brady, Belichick, Sabin, and Carroll marched the Cowboys to the Super Bowl they've needed for three decades, right? Yep. And Gronk comes out of retirement again. (laughs) You always get one more year out of Gronk. You can always get one more year out of him. Uh, Yeah, let's get right to that. The Cowboys, they did it again, Mike. You know, Stephen A went laughing all the way to the bank this morning on first take. It's unbelievable. You can just hit the repeat rewind button on the Cowboys in the playoffs. Just being a one and done choke job team. They managed to get their faces blown off again at the hands of the Packers.
1: You know, I walked into uh, into work this morning, and there's a coworker who's a Cowboys fan, and I just said to him, like, "Hey, hey, man, how how you doing? How was your weekend?" Did you have a good week? I had a great weekend man Sunday afternoon just... <laughs> playoff game at home
0: for a Cowboys fan must have been a great weekend right It had well, been. point his his
1: excuse was let like, uh, the Cowboys never do well against the Packers
0: <laughs> yes correct there's yeah there's the was it a catch was it not a catch with Des Bryant that was a loss yeah. there was the Aaron Rodgers third and 30 something in Dallas several years ago that was a loss so yeah it's it's really stacking up against Green Bay uh, so the Cowboys choked it away again uh, in brighter news uh, the Lions getting their yes. first playoff win in 32 years. Mike, I don't know if you saw when they counted down. It was like they won the Super Bowl when, when the clock I mean, hit mean, zero
1: the other night. They, they did. They, this is this is their Super Bowl, um, and I am on the Detroit Lions bandwagon. They're going all the way and win the Super Bowl. Jared Goff is going to win a Super Bowl with the Lions.
0: Here's something you never thought I you'd hear me say ever: is I have a rooting interest in the Kansas City Chiefs this playoffs. I haven't divulged oh this yet on the podcast. No, but you haven't. Are you okay? Are you are you ill? <laughs> I have, thanks to a friend who you and I know, who shall not be named at this moment until things are official, uh, appropriate connections within the Kansas City Chiefs organization to where if the Chiefs are, are playing in the Super Bowl in Vegas, I will be there and potentially at the game. It's very exciting stuff. Oh, wow. So me and Taylor – are just two wins away now from the Chiefs playing in the Super Bowl. I think we might be sitting next to each other. I haven't really confirmed location or anything like that, but we could be neighbors very soon.
1: I mean, we're not saying that you and Taylor are going to be best friends and that we're going to ride the Swift train to start him.
0: But That's we're right. not we're not saying you're not either. So you I'll know. gladly be part of the circle for a day if they'll let me yeah. in, you know, just to see what life is like <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> I don't think you can handle it, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely can't. But uh, regardless of a fun wild card week. We'll be excited for the divisional round matchup, should be some good ones ahead. All right, let's hashtag always end with food. Yep. Food segment to end every Course in Life Podcast, our 19th whole content as we wrap things up here. And uh, it's real simple, Mike. We're halfway through the January diet. And you know, you start reeling, you, you start wondering, you know, can I keep the things in my life um, that I want to eat while still being on a diet? So the thing I figured out is I, I found a healthy enough way. To keep tacos in my life, as a Texan who's been here 13 years, uh, my main secrets are you got to sub out the flour tortillas and go with corn, much healthier, gluten-free. Mm-hmm. You can't use too much oil in any capacity, and, nope. and you can't put any cheese in. So if you stick to your salsa, your veggies, your meat, corn tortilla, I, I can keep tacos in my life, and I'm rocking tacos on a diet. That's my secret.
1: You know, I you can do cheese, you just need to be uh, minimal with it. So you do, you do like cojito cheese and you just do a little sprinkling on top. Mm, Just a little. The cojito. I haven't thought about that one specifically yet.
0: Yes, I could. Or you can
1: do, you can do what I do and you get low fat cheese, which is, it's fine. It's
0: okay. Not too much of a difference. You get used to it over time.
1: You get used to it over time. Uh, and if you don't, if they, they probably don't make a low fat cojito, but, but feta is practically the same thing. You get a low fat feta and then mm. sprinkle some of that on
0: top Ooh, little, maybe greek salad chicken taco Euro fusion could be coming pretty soon i like that cucumber salsa there you there go there it is okay tacos on a diet confirmed <laughs> love that uh
1: you know i i need to i need to take a moment and bask in my food
0: uh virality Yeah, your virality. This is (laughs) very, very weird. This is one of those things where we could could have tried to execute content and have it play up to this level, and it never would have ever amounted to anything like this.
1: Well, we need to back up because if you remember, I think it was last year or the year before I did a video – uh, from the bakery of our giant three-pound loaves of bread, and then one of these little loaves that we had like extra dough, so we baked an extra loaf, like itty bitty. And this was back when that audio was like, "Hey, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? What's up, bro?" Go-choo, go-choo, oh go-choo. yes, what's up? you yes. remember God, that? That, that was great. so cringe. Yep, mm-hmm. that one. That video exploded to like fifty thousand views. Okay, that and was that was, br- like, that was an impressive moment. I remember that one. That okay. was that was that was very good. And then so this weekend while we were making. Uh, our cookie butter babka.
0: Okay, so babka, and tell people where then, they can find this on Instagram made, so they can watch right made, now while they're listening. Uh, yeah, we're getting
1: there. We made a, a Biscoff cookie butter. Okay, and put it in the babka, and then we cut. So when you make babka, you 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 uh, flatten the dough out. You put you put your filling in there, and then you roll it up, and then you cut it down the middle, and you cut it in half to expose all the layers. And so this video up there of this happening at my Instagram, M-W-R-I-N-C. And if you haven't seen this video, you should. But on Saturday, I texted you, Alex, and I was like, hey, so my video has like 6,000 views and it's been up for like less than 24 hours.
0: Yeah, so I went and checked it out and I, was, I wasn't really impressed. I was impressed with the numbers. Yeah. I wasn't impressed with what I was watching, but <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I get that this might be falling into like the oddly satisfying quadrant of the, the the Instagram algorithm, very satisfying to watch video, if you will. Yep.
1: Yep. That's exactly what it is. Uh, and it did, it did well. It got into the double digits and uh, then it kind of slowed down on Sunday. And then I looked at it this morning and it was doing really well. It was over 50,000. And right now, Alex, it's at 140,000 views. And by the time our audience hears it, could that that could be double? By the time our audience hears this, I just pulled it down to refresh the feed, and it's now it's at one hundred and forty-one thousand views.
0: <laughs> so this cut is like is the most viewed piece of content you've ever created in your life, is it not? Uh, on on Instagram, yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> so you're you're the cut guy now. It, it, I mean, every cut could be. Could be your next golden ticket, it seems like. Instagram uh, yeah, wants I, I, you to just cut things, crazy.
1: apparently. I, apparently. I don't, I don't know if that's the direction I'm going to go, but <laughs> it's certainly something I could do. But, but the bottom line is you should be following me on Instagram, M-W-R-I-N-C. And you should be watching all my reels because we know people don't agree with me on live take, but they seem to love what I'm doing on Instagram. I love that
0: at MWR <laughs> And then as always at always end with the food, we're going to reshare it there as well too. Um, check out Mike's viral cut. Oddly, oddly satisfying stuff. Congrats. Yeah. Congrats on the virality. Thank you. Great moment for you. Thank you. Great stuff. You. That's a wrap on always end with food and this week's course of life podcast. Be sure to subscribe right now as we sign off. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week.